What's going on, everybody? It's your man, Anthony, and I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Anthony's Godly Guidance. We are eight episodes in. That's a trip. Eight episodes in, and this is the sixth installment of the series, Reaping and Sowing. And this one is entitled, Watch What You Say. So, with that being said, I want to go to the first <clears throat> Bible verse, and that is Proverbs 18.21. And it says, the tongue can bring life or death. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. So, this is in the NLT. First, I want to point out that this even, the this translation points out reaping and sowing in it. What do we want to, where do we want to go with this? So the biggest, one of the biggest issues that we have is people, because even those who don't believe follow the, the, um, guidelines, these laws are set in life. So even those who don't believe are doing, following this, what do I mean by that? <clears throat> People who are always saying, my life will never change, whether they're believers or not, are speaking that into their life. This verse is saying that your tongue, what you say, bring you life or death. So if all that is said is negative, then that's all that you're going to see in life. <clears throat> and there's another there's another area another verse that talks about that people can tame wild animals but they can you know but people can't tame the tongue <clears throat> the reason that this is so important again as stated before <clears throat> we have the power to have what we say if we want to have life we should speak life if we do not and want if we if we want to continue to to see the the bad that is going on in life well look no further than what we're saying and this is a hard concept for a lot of people to grasp but we've seen it play out in the negative sense all the time <clears throat> there are a lot of people who who are always saying that you know Whatever the case may be, nothing ever goes right. I'm always sick. Um, you know, I can never do this. I'm always be stuck where I'm at. You know, I've reached my ceiling. All of these things. There are people who say these things over and over and over. And it's no coincidence that that's what's happening in life. The same. We see it play out to where we're like, okay, well. I've been saying these same things over and over and over and over and over and I see them. But then we come from a <clears throat> from a perspective of using like say this Bible verse and telling telling people, well, watch what you say because you're speaking it in, into your life. And if you want life to change, you got to start speaking the positive in your life. So the same people who see the negative, speaking the negative in their life, they see this play out in front of their eyes have a hard time grasping the concept of if I could just change my vocabulary, then I will 
eventually see that play out in my life. And it's it's funny. And I'm not getting on people because <clears throat> I would be lying if I said that I had this down to a T. I would be lying if I said I never slipped and said things that I shouldn't be saying. So I understand why this is a hard thing for people to grasp. I understand why this is a hard thing for people to like hold on to and speak. But I have seen it play out on both sides. And so I I have another verse here, excuse me, that kind of comes in between that. And this is another Proverbs. It's Proverbs 17, 28. And it says, even fools are thought wise when, when they keep quiet with their mouth shut, they seem intelligent. So that has two meanings to it. One meaning is to go on off from what I was talking about, about how we speak life and death into our own lives. And so there's a time that if you can't speak positive into your life, shut it down. Say nothing. At least at the very least, if you follow this principle, you're just you're not speaking any more negative into your life. If you feel yourself getting up, 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 just stop it. Stop it. Stop talking. Say nothing. Stop. I'm done. I can't say anymore. I don't want to speak it. And I have had, <clears throat> my family has seen me do this before. You know, be sitting there and I'll just stop. Mm, nah, I got to stop. I can't stop. I, gotta, I, I mean, I can't, I can't say anymore. I got to stop talking. <laughs> so at least you're not bringing any more negative into the situation. At least you're not speaking any more death into the situation. So there's one version of how you would use that. Another version of this, how you would use this, and excuse me, how this works out in um, relationships with people because your words plays into that and you sow seed into that as well. When it comes to the same Bible verse of even a fool seeing wise when quiet, when there's a situation that is going on and somebody is saying something towards you, whether it be towards you or about someone else, and you know you shouldn't be speaking on it, the same Bible verse applies where it's like, all right, I, I'm just not going to say anything. At this point in time, I can't say anything that's going to be uplifting, encouraging, edifying, loving, compassionate. I just got to stop. Now, that is a very hard thing for people to do because I, we have, we as a society tend to get together. And once we get together, we like to razz each other, give each other, you know, mess with each other. And so that would be one instance where people wouldn't follow this because they're just quote unquote being playful. Or we, uh, let's see, oh, well, to go with the being playful. So the, the being playful one is all right when the person who is on the receiving end sees it the same way. But if the person on the receiving end doesn't see it the same way, you're not being playful. Now you're just being mean. That's sowing seed into that person's life. 
And if they take it, whether we want to call people sensitive, crybabies, whatever have you, everybody in everybody on this planet has a, has a, a, a particular area that they are sensitive about. And if people start speaking into that, it might make you lose your cool, which I'm going to go into another Bible verse about that in a minute. <clears throat> Excuse me. But my point is that we've got to we've got to learn when to speak and learn when to stop. And if I can't if we're having if we're having a conversation, we're messing around and I can't stop myself from saying something and speaking negative into your life, I need to learn like this Bible verse says to shut it down. Because I I strongly believe that words are way more powerful than society has given. We have that sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's a lie from Satan. <clears throat> because words do hurt. Some words may not hurt certain people at a certain time, but the words we speak to each other do hurt. How do you think there's conflict? It starts over words. Words are very powerful, and we've got to be more careful about the seeds we are sowing with the words that are coming out of our mouth. We don't want to sow seeds of, we don't want to sow negative seeds into our kids by telling them all this negative stuff all the time. We don't want to sow seeds, negative seeds into our spouse by tell, telling them negative stuff all the time. We're, our, our job is to encourage one another. So let's encourage one another. And if there's a point where you don't have anything encouraging to this, to say, stop talking. And if people look at you funny, that's all right. If you feel like you got to explain yourself, explain yourself. If you feel like you don't want to explain yourself, don't. But if you're living this lifestyle, at least people will see it. And they'll see the God in you. They'll see the. The Jesus in you that when you do speak, you're coming from a place of love. Like, OK, so we're we're having a conversation. Someone does something foolish and I'm like, oh, my God, that is so stupid. I don't want to be bothered with that. That's dumb. That's blah, blah. And all I could think is like that. And I stop and they ask me, well, what do you think? <clears throat> Excuse me. And my word is like, well, nah, man, I ain't got nothing to say on this. And, you know, at that point, you can do one of two things. You could be like. Bible tells me if I ain't got anything good to say, don't say anything at all. Or you could say it just like this Bible verse. Bible, you know, I, well, I don't know if I would say it like that because people wouldn't necessarily. That might not be the best way, but you just say, I don't have anything good to say. I'm going to just keep it to myself. Or you could say, I don't have a encouraging way to say what I'm thinking right now. But when I'm able to do so, I'll let you know what I think. And I promise if we do that to each other more often, we can actually have some constructive criticism without people getting upset because they saw that we took the time to stop and process and think about the words we were going to sow into the person. That way we can get a better harvest from that person. So if I'm sitting there cutting up and then 
whatever, and I ask you what you're thinking, and your response to me is, I need to think of the best way to tell you what I'm thinking right now. I don't want to just say any old thing. That make me think, well, wow. Well, all right, you know, I'm not saying I'm, that everybody's going to be happy-go-lucky to hear that, but somewhere inside, it's like, well, goodness, all right. Well, cool, they didn't just blurt off some random act of mean rudeness. They're actually caring enough to think before they say something so that when they do come back and say something like, hey, man, you got to change how you act. Hey, man, you got to change how you speak. When they when When that is heard, it is better received because of how it was sown. <clears throat> Excuse me. And this kind of goes in line with the verse before it in Proverbs 17, 27. It says, a truly wise person uses few words. A person with understanding is even tempered. So what does that do? What does that have to do with what I'm talking about? If we didn't just spat out random, you know, random words, and just throwing out words. I call it people without filters. If we didn't just think it and speak it all the time, that would show wisdom that because we would use fewer words as opposed to just, I think that this is stupid. And here's why. Bam. And I just go spatting off all the stuff. Not thinking about whose feelings I was going to hurt. And then when that person is mad, I'm like, well, what's on? Why are you mad? I'm just telling the truth, not taking into account how it might affect you, how I spoke, what I was saying. Now, I think that if we are doing this back and forth with each other, it would help a person would understand is more even tempered. So, I mean, if I understand where you're coming from and I understand why you're saying why you're saying and I, you know, there's a. A sense of compassion and empathy to it. I I believe that we'll be more even tempered with each other, as opposed to, man, you just you just did me dirty. You just came out on me like that. Why are you talking to me like that? So that's that's that portion. And I real quickly want to hit one more spot about the words that we say and why it's important to watch what we say. And that is another verse in Proverbs which I believe all these other verses I read connect with it, but I'll read this. And this is in 1628. And it says, A troublemaker plants seed of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. I'm going to read it again. A troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. So again, plant seeds. Sowing seeds. The person who's always walking around instigating starting stuff that's what this is talking about and it's not a lot of people when they hear this have a, a thought of someone in their head but how many times do we as people get caught up in the gossip that is going on around us whether it be at work whether it be with our family whether it be with our friends and how many times have we seen gossip create strife? How many times have we seen gossip separate friends, separate family members? This is all goes back to 
Watch the words that you say. <clears throat> the power of life and death are in the tongue. If I speak slanderous towards people that I say I love, they're not going to want to be bothered with me. What am I doing? I am sowing seed of, of strife. I'm sowing seed of vindictiveness. I'm sowing seed of, 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 of evil, basically. And people don't want to be bothered with that. We got to be better about that. Instead of going gossiping about people, why don't we go to the people that we're gossiping about and see what's going on with them? Let's help them. If it's something they need help with, let us be the ones to go to them and help them. To encourage them, not the ones talking about them in the background, gossiping about them. So that's it for today, y'all. Again, I want to point out that <clears throat> this is a uh, this is all about being careful with the words we say to each other. We need to encourage each other. We need to lift each other up. Um, so I the next episode in this is judging others. And that'll be coming up here in the next week. But there's going to be a slight break in between that. And I'm going to take time to um, interview uh, a really a really good buddy of mine about uh, about his life and how he got to where he's at. Um, it'll be a it'll be a blessing. It bless me. So uh, stay tuned to that. That'll be coming out here in the next three three, four days. Uh, I hope it blesses you. I hope this blessed you. I love you. God bless.